Our sponsor today on Drinking with Authors is Skunk Brothers Spirits. Skunk Brothers Spirits was started by a family of disabled veterans focused on locally sourced quality distilled spirits. Their name was inspired by their pops, who was nicknamed Skunk. Skunk's father was a moonshiner in Oregon back when it wasn't exactly legal. Now the brothers are taking the family business legal with their Washington-based team using their grandfather's Prohibition-era moonshine recipe to bring small batch spirits to the gorge and beyond. From the moonshine corn whiskey to the apple pie brandy, all of their spirits are handmade in Washington. Believing they already have the best ingredients in the local community, they work with local farmers and suppliers to produce the highest quality spirits from scratch. You can find them on Facebook at Skunk Brothers and on Twitter at Skunk Bros Inc. Or visit their site www.skunkbrothersspirits.com and use coupon code DWA10 at checkout to read 10% off your order. You can always also ask your local retailer to start stocking Skunk Brother Spirits. Regardless of how you get your hands on a bottle or two, grab a drink and don't forget to get skunked. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs edition of the Irish My co-host today is C.R. Rice, who's eating pizza. And our guest today is M.K. Williams. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Second time on the show. Okay, let's talk about what we're drinking. I'm... I'm more than halfway done with my um, coffee, cinnamon, honey, half and half, but with Founders Club Whiskey Road from our um, Skunk Brother Spirits, who's our sponsor, DWA10 is the coupon code. Um, CR, what are you drinking? Yours I'm was elaborate. You drink? Yes. So I ran out of green tea. That's how this started. So what I did was, is I took um, lemonade, added vodka, and then I did a mixture of raspberries, blackberries, and strawberries. I just threw that all in there. Now, it's healthy. I'm getting my fruit of the day and a buzz at the same time. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. MK, what are you drinking? I am drinking the Everclassy Franzia with ice because nothing says classier than Franzia with ice I'm out of my drinking with author's cup. Woo, drinking with Cup swag out there when you're on the podcast. Okay, or if you reach out to me and just say you want swag and do a review, I'd probably give it to you. Um, did you did we have the shot glasses when I sent you that cup? Two mm-hmm. shot shot glasses. We have shot glasses. Oh, that's awesome. I love the cup because what's great is other people come over and this is the cup I give them because I'm the author and they're with me. Ooh. Oh, I like it. Oh my goodness. I was interviewing Rick Hines the other day and he said that he actually had taken, he, he had kept it in his cupboard, but he went to Mexico to an all-inclusive resort and he was like, I'm going to take, I don't know why he decided he was taking this cup. I didn't get to that point or he said it and I was too drunk to remember what he said, but um, he said that he had taken it down to the resort and what he found was because it's all inclusive you get free drinks but they'll give you little teeny plastic cups with drinks unless you have your own cup 
And so he would, he brought the drinking with author's cup because it's got a lid and he would just put it up. And I guess his drink, which is ironic because he's like, writes this dystopian, like cyberpunk, but the drink he was drinking was strawberry mojitos the entire time he was there. It's good. Yep. And um, he's like, he would just put the cup on the counter and they knew the drinking with author's cup, strawberry mojitos. He's like, it was a lifesaver, best cup ever. I was like, good good it's going to good use out in the world there oh my god okay so this is rapid fire questions but you've answered a lot of these before so now i'm gonna i'm gonna mix them up that and crs come up with some really cool ones so let's start with what is the best book you've read in the last year in the last year the best book i've read okay it was a slow burn but i'm actually going to say the invisible life of Addie larue it was really slow to start. I almost DNF'd it, which I didn't want to do because I've liked everything else that V.E. Schwab has written. And like, I, I really just fell in love with her books during the pandemic. And I was like, I'm so excited for Addie LaRue. And I was like halfway through and I was like, I don't know. But then this, the second half was so much better. It actually made up for the first part of the book. And so I think some of it was the anticipation that made me like it so much, um, wanting it to be good. But I really, I love how it came together at the end. Um, and I think she does really great world building. And I really just liked that, that world. So I think that's why I would, I would name that one. Very, very cool. What about your favorite book to movie or TV show? There's been a lot since the pandemic started of books to movies and TV shows. You don't have to pick one of those. You can pick one from previous. You know what I thought of the other day that I've never talked about on the show was um, where the red fern grows. Hmm. Okay. So just, I'm going to warn everyone in advance. There is a disclaimer on this bad boy. I watched this when I was a kid. It's an, it's an older movie. I think it was made in the late seventies or something like that where the red front grows. It's a story of this boy that saves up money on this farm to buy two um, hunting dogs. Needless to say, very much like old yeller, you're going to cry, but I forgot that this would, you will cry. There's crying. This was, one of the ones that broke me as a child, but um, the book was very much like this movie. They followed it pretty much the same as the book where the red fern grows. Amazing, but just be prepared like old yeller, you will cry. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, now back to Okay, I'm gonna say the my one of my favorite adaptations because I think they did it better than the book was The Man in the High Castle. Um, so this was the... It was like a short run TV series off of Amazon Prime. Um, but the book originally by Philip K. Dick, I watched the show and I was like, oh, this is such an interesting concept, like alternate history. Definitely want to check out the book now. The book, I was like, I'm glad I watched the show first. Um, so I definitely, there's only a few books I will say this for where the adaptation was better, but this is one of them. So I, I really like that one. Um, Forrest Gump is the other one. The book Forrest Gump. Not great. The movie. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. Who said that last time? Who somebody mm-hmm. said that because oh somebody, we, yeah. It was on our host episode, I think, because I think oh. Val said it. Yeah. And um, I think that's true because from what I've heard of Forrest Gump, I haven't read the book. It's very slow. Like it's very kind of like dry, slow, yeah. not a lot of and almost absurd at certain points. Like it jumps the shark a few a few times where I'm just like. Okay. But the movie was very much just like nice timepiece of like even somebody like I didn't live through those events, but I was still like, oh, I feel like I was there with Forrest. 
You know what's mm-hmm. interesting is the movies that made us, which is a show on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it's really um, if you any of these movies, Forrest Gump's one of the ones, and they talked about getting this movie made and how hard it was, but also what like because Tom Hanks put his own money into this movie, like mm-hmm. they had a lot of problems trying to get this movie made and parts of it and parts of the script and stuff like that. If you ever get a chance to look up movies that made us and look up movies that you, you might've been a fan of, cause they have a bunch of different versions. Like they have holiday movies and they have um, horror movies. Aliens is my favorite movie of all time and aliens. I love it. And it had the movies that made us. And one of the things you, you find out is so Sigourney Weaver was in the first one. They came up with this concept for the second one talked about it got it all thing but forgot to ask her about it so when they finally did ask her she had already heard they were trying to do this so she got a million dollars for making that movie which at the time was huge like now you hear about salaries 14 15 million but at the time this is you know she was known but she was not like huge and this is a horror movie and they had a 15 million dollar budget to make this movie and a million had to go to her because she found out after the fact that they were trying to make this movie and she was like yeah no i already know so you can have me for a million dollars and the original name of that was mothers it wasn't aliens it was mothers because it's about her as a mother and the alien as a mother they were calling it mothers and then they were like that's a dumb name so Forrest Gump happens to be one of those. You can learn lots about Forrest Gump on there. Yes. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Um, uh, what adaptation did you feel like was like, oh God, this was terrible. They should never have done this. Uh, a few. Let me think. What, what was the worst adaptation I've seen? I feel like usually if I start it and I don't like it, I just won't even go there. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so tough. I'll tell you something CR started saying that I, I, I actually agree with that took many episodes for this to sink in, by the way, which is <laughs> I get so mad about the adaptation of books to movies because I feel like they kind of ruined it. But um, something she said is that she treats it like it's fan fiction. Even though they're doing it based off the book, she treats it as if the movie or the TV show is fan fiction. And fan fiction takes characters or story or backdrop and makes its own version of that story or its own thing like for instance there's a joke on about supernatural a lot of the supernatural fan fiction stems around um dean and sam being a gay couple or dean and castiel being a gay couple like there is a lot of that fan fiction brilliant but it's completely their version on take of the story and if you treat it like that I was like okay you know what I can let some of my angst go about stuff like one of the worst adaptations I think was Silver Linings Playbook because there was a completely different story in that book than Mm -hmm. what was told although they had a great cast with Bradley Cooper and all these other you know Jennifer Lawrence all these people but it wasn't it wasn't what that book was or what that book was about, but I went, okay, if I go fan fiction and pretend like they didn't try to make that actual book into a movie, yeah. I can let it go. You can but, almost enjoy it at that point. Yes. I just yeah. have to now do this as I'm turning on the TV and watching these things. Cause I just, I start up. getting it's really just bad. Fiction. It's just fan yeah. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think 
I got to that point with the Harry Potter books because I, they, you know, the movies started coming out as I was reading the books and I was like, they like deleted entire characters. Like that's not okay. And then I think as I got older, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Cause then it would have been like a five hour movie, but then they, they deleted some things that kind of you needed for later movies. So they had to like work it around. And I was like, see, you shouldn't have deleted things. So no, it's my true. husband gets I'm... super worked out about Goblet of Fire. If you ever really want to make him mad, just say how much you enjoyed that movie. Say it was just amazing. And it'll I... just de- destroy him. I got mad because I, on Harry Potter, and I, I forget which one this was, but um, they added a scene in, I want to say it's the sixth or seventh movie where they blow up the like Weasley household and stuff that like mm-hmm. wasn't yeah. in the books. Like there's that whole like, the way they did the wedding of the phoenix i think maybe and i was like i'm sitting there and i remember because i was sitting with my daughter and my son at the time and my daughter had read all those books and she's like and she's younger right and she's like that's not in the book and i went you know you had so much and i get it i get you have to cut things you can't go into detail like they completely cut the whole you know hermione elf storyline and helping Mm -hmm. their house elves and you know, which was, I thought, a really kind of important part of the book about standing up for people. But whatever, they cut all that stuff. But then they went and added something that didn't make a difference at mm, all to, to anything or the movie or whatever. And I was like, okay, whoever did this just needs to be junk punched. Like, seriously, yeah. just needs to I be punched it, in the face. I think one of the worst things they did was with Neville's character is because you don't understand, like, how monumentous it is with him at the end. Mm-hmm. it's because you don't really see him for like you see him in the first one a little bit and then he slowly dies out and then all of a sudden he's just like fucking hero like well, you're just like how, the where, where the hell did making, he come from by the time they were making the movies they're like oh there's this prophecy where it could also be neville instead of harry and voldemort actually chose which one by who he attacked oops i guess we need to bring you in for more scenes in the next exactly. few movies oops Oh my god! Okay, see our next giant bashing scene. Yeah. Okay, so and if you, I would say J.K. Rowling won't be on this podcast, but no offense, I wouldn't ask her to be anyway. Because what the fuck right now? But yeah. anyway, not gonna go down that path. See our. <laughs> um, if you could be any lead character in any book, who would it be? But you have to live their life exactly as their story was told. Exactly. I love the look that MK just got. I can't wait I to like, people oh, watch this YouTube because was, she was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to live those lives. <sighs> I don't know. Um, well, all my favorite characters have these tortured pasts. So I'm like, well, I don't want to live their lives. <laughs> um, okay. So don't hate me because I write dark, twisty fiction and science fiction. I've been on this kick of late of reading just like super light rom-coms because life's too stressful and I just need an easy read at the end of the day. And so Carrie Winfrey wrote the book Waiting for Tom Hanks. Um, and then she wrote a follow-up, not like the movies and it was really good. And so I would, I would be any of the characters in those two books because you know what, they get their happy endings and it's, everybody's happy and coupled up with super hunky movie stars. But you don't know what happens afterwards. It's only happy ever after for that day. No, it's no, it says happily ever after. And after forever, it says forever. 
Okay. I was going to say that's like, how rom-coms things. work. They never ah, pay taxes. <laughs> Nobody ever dies. Nobody gains. They get account. that amazing inheritance. They never yes. have to worry about anything. I like it. Gina Showalter wrote a series um, and it's the heart heart of something. I'm not saying it right. So if you hear me, do not judge me. Um, but they're in a town called Strawberry Fields and it's these three hunky dudes that got out of prison but run a computer gaming company in the middle of this fucking small town somewhere because that would happen and they're billionaires of course and the reason they were in jail was because they saved a girl who was being raped but the guy got killed because he got shoved down and Mm -hmm. so they were in jail for this but now they're out and now they get with three different girls who were in the town it's like two of them are sisters and one of them's like the friend what anyway but it's very similar to that like the worst things that happen to these people are not really that bad and they get with these hunky billionaire game writers and i was like yeah i could i could do that i could be with a billionaire game writer who has all these hunky friends and buys me my entire house and property that i love and this hotel that was in my family for years and now they bought it for me so i can renovate it but don't actually have to work because for whatever reason in the book i'm never at the hotel that i'm supposed to be working at they're never at work anybody ever noticed that about rom-coms they're never insane i'm like how are you living it's in the middle of the day don't you have a job everybody's (laughs) always going for coffee like there's no way you could actually do that you'd be broke no and you'd also be up until 2 a.m every morning like (laughs) so true they all go to bed at a respectable hour and they all answer their cell phone the first try which i think is just impressive because i I, don't even know where my phone is right now (laughs) exactly like if my phone i was gonna say is on silent so you're not getting me on the first try no matter what you do nice try Mm -hmm. though but Um, if you were in a rom-com you would always have your phone on because you know mr right could be calling and never have a case on your phone Never, never drop it either. Never. Well, I saw this, um, there was like this funny video. I forget where I saw it, but it was last year where it was like, I think I need to report into the tourism board in Vermont. I'm a successful career woman and I've always put my job over love and I've been here for a week and there haven't been any festivals. Oh my God. I saw that. I saw that. There's been billionaires who need my help pulling their horse-drawn sleigh I'm, I'm confused um but I'm here wandering in in this orchard just waiting like I'm making fun of all the Hallmark movie stereotypes of like I don't I did everything right that's yes, I have a friend that. that writes Hallmark um romance books and I tease her all the time because she loves the Hallmark channel and I'll go oh my god did you see that one about the raccoon vet in Montana that falls in love with the baker who bakes um, gluten-free bread. And she'll be like, what is the name of that? And I'm like, that's not a fucking movie. Like I just picked that up a raccoon bed. How the hell would that be? That's so specific. (laughs) Every single time though. And I'm not like being generic. I'll be really specific and she'll fall for it. Every single time. I'm like, that's not a movie. That's absolutely not a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. If you, um, cause you, you write the darker stuff. Um, do you ever get, uh, when you're reading the horror books and stuff, do you ever get freaked out? Yes, definitely more so since, um, my daughter's been born. I think, I, I don't know, like if it's like this motherly instinct of like, I just do not like it. I read a book. What is the name of it? It's the latest one. 
in J.K. Rowling's like detective series. What was the name of it? But it dealt dealt with a serial killer and multiple serial killers and like just doing gruesome, horrible things. And I would like I had nightmares. I was like, I couldn't imagine it of like this person just randomly picking and attacking people. I was like, I couldn't handle it anymore. And I, I think it's just been since I became a mom, I'm like, I can't picture like she's going to grow up in the world and look exactly as cute as she is now. And she's going to I don't want her to ever be near serial killer. No, I don't want to read about that no more. Mm. No, freaks me out. <laughs> freaks me out. I'm going to look up the title because I feel very bad that I've forgotten the title because I read too many books. There's no such thing as reading too many, but how many books did you read last year? Well, Goodreads says I read 20 something, but if you count all the children's books, I had to read 50 million times and have now memorized. I've read a lot more. You know what my Uh, favorite children's book is, but not the hippopotamus. Yeah. It's it's a cute little like for very young children, but not the hippopotamus. I I will check it out. It's very cute. My mother used to read me the Grim Fairy Tales when I was Troubled Blood. Grim, what is the name of it? Troubled Blood by Robert Galbraith, which is also actually JK Rowling. Um, that was the one. It creeped me out too much. There was like too much graphic serial killer stuff. And I was like, well, you know, if I actually can between publishing and day job actually write this year, don't read my Florida hunting grounds then. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I will. It's really bad because I, 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 it's just going to be a series and I've written all the ideas and I've talked to my boyfriend, like we were driving and I got this idea for one. And he's like, he's like, what are you thinking about? Cause I guess I got really quiet and I told him and he's like, yeah, you scare me like a lot. And I'm like, just think if I was actually evil. <laughs> I, I told my husband that I tell Corey that all the time. I'm like, can you imagine alternate universe crazy Chelsea? Cause like I'm bad enough now, but like alternate universe Chelsea is probably not a very nice person. No, I was going to say this one is borderline anyway. So um, Chelsea, what is your next question, my friend? If you could be a friend with any character, who would it be? I would pick Lila Bard from the Shades of Magic series because she's a badass and she could take me to the other Londons. We could go to regular London and then we can see all the other Londons and that would be badass. Have <laughs> you been to London? No. I want to go to regular London to meet Lila there and then we'll go to Red London. I, mean, I think that's, oh, that's so this is a mission. Person. I like it. Absolutely. I was very fortunate a couple of years ago to get to go to London and it was pretty awesome. And I had made people give me tea and crumpets, by the way, don't apparently say crumpets over there has a different meaning. I've discovered crumpet really? is absolutely a pastry type dessert thing that goes with tea, but it also means like a slut. So like that is a slang word for slut over there. So do not um, refer to people. They also, if you have a, a one-on-one conversation with somebody, they call it an intimate conversation. And I had to tell them to stop referring to that in my day job as an intimate conversation because that had different meaning here. When I explained it to them, they're like, oh, and they're, that's when they told me to stop saying crumpet. So, um, you know, it balanced out balanced out connections you made them uncomfortable they made you uncomfortable yeah what is your favorite way to read okay did we cover this before like do you like paperbacks do you like ebooks do you like audiobooks like what is your i i definitely prefer ebooks and paperbacks um i think if 
usually however I can get it the quickest from the library and like pre-pandemic I would look and I'd be like okay well do they have a large print do they have the hardcover do they have a paperback do they have the ebook what is the shortest wait time right now I'm gonna put holds on them all and see which one comes in first since the pandemic it's been much more ebooks um just because well first of all I also have a baby so there's a pandemic and a baby and so that's a double whammy of like I'm, I'm never leaving the house are you I'm not no um but we actually, our condo has a really nice library area down here. And so there'll be times where I'm just like waiting all these books. I'm like, I keep having to wait. And I'm like, I'm just going to go in the library and grab a book. So well, however it's printed, I'll, I'll read it. Audiobooks I used to have more time for when my ears just had more available time. Um, they don't as much anymore, but I, I do like eBooks, especially for nonfiction. Cause that, to me, it's like listening to like a long form podcast. Um, but usually during the day, during my working hours, I'm either editing video doing client work. So I like need music. I can't be like listening to something to like, listen to it. I'm editing my audiobook, which I need to do. Um, so yeah, that's, it's harder for me to listen nowadays, but I'm hoping to get back to that as my free time. Eventually will increase again, maybe. Yeah. I, I found that I have more time for audiobooks now than I have for anything else, because anytime I do a chore, like go drive somewhere, because here Amazon does not deliver to my house because I'm on a mountain. So I have to drive to the post office, which by the way, completely changed my existence because that whole like Amazon will deliver to your door shit doesn't exist here. So you have to be like, do I want to drive to the post office between set hours to go pick up said item? I don't mean it that bad. It's slightly curbed my purchasing habits only slightly, but um okay. I, I, I throw the audiobook in. I've listened to the Dune again and the Dune Messiah. I'm going to, I don't know how I feel about book two, but we'll see on book three. My boyfriend wanted to listen to it too. And I was like, oh, maybe this was much better when I read it than listening to it because, you know, repeated phrases. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys feel this way, but repeated phrases you hear 10 times more in an audiobook mm-hmm. than when you're reading it. You don't realize mm-hmm. they say the same thing necessarily Over. because it's like another chapter later. But when you're listening to it and you're driving, you're like, did they just, oh God, they've said the same phrase like 10 times. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay. CR, you get the final question, the final one. Don't do the million dollar one, do the other ones. The invention one? Sure. I have so many. I know. Um, if you can uninvent one thing, what would it be? Ooh. The that atom bomb. Is. I don't think anything good came from it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It's really stressful. And like, okay, so I did hear this. And this is one of the minor fringe negative externalities of the atom bomb all bad things happen from it. But apparently if you're dating antique wine and you're trying to like forge it, they can tell because there was like traces of like nuclear particles in any wine that's been made Mm. after the atom bombs were dropped. And so like, if you're saying, Oh, this is a hundred year old wine. They're like, bullshit. Like calling that. So that's one thing I learned about. I was like, that's so crazy. That means those particles are in the air. Like we're all breathing them in all the time anyways. And they're in our wine. They're in our wine. They just not going to stop drinking wine. wine, but it's, it freaked me out oh, and no, all the no. other bad things that have happened from atom bombs, obviously. Wine being number one. But it teaches you yeah. things. Yeah. Well, it also ended that 
that part of the war very quickly. But again, you don't know that. I mean, it is a pretty terrible thing, but I think it's true with anything somebody decides to uninvent mm-hmm. is what is the butterfly effect from uninventing mm-hmm. something, right? Mm-hmm. Oh what repercussions God. are you willing to endure? Yeah. That's <laughs> actually something I like kind of touched on a bit in the book. Sorry to be that person, but like once you invent a time machine, like how do you uninvent a time machine? And like, you don't. And like, I actually kind of talk a bit about Albert Einstein in here. Cause he said like one of his greatest regrets at the end of his life was to helping help with the Manhattan project. He was like, I completely regret it. So do a Walter Bishop, just take it apart, scatter it across the whole world in different PO boxes under different names. Then have somebody cut the piece of where it is out of your brain. Super easy. Super. Yeah, no, that's not <laughs> super easy. That is not super easy. Okay. MK, tell people how to find all of your wonderfulness. Um, I am on the internet as MK Williams. All my books, fiction and nonfiction are written under MK Williams. So you can see the fiction I write and then all my how-to guides for self-publishing. So, you know, I actually did the work and I don't just write how-to books without actually having done the thing. Um, my latest book that's coming out is the Alpha Nina. It is beautiful and blue and pretty, and it is the sequel to The Infinite Infinite. You can get these books and all of my books anywhere that you find great books, including your library. And if your library doesn't have it, you can request that they purchase it um, in ebook or paperback format. Um, and I'm online at the number one MK Williams um, on YouTube. One MK Williams, um, author your ambition. I'm easy to find, um, but there is another MK Williams. He's a dude. I am not a dude. So you'll know which one it is because I am a female and he is a man. So I am that, I'm the one MK Williams. Yes. The one MK Williams. The Thank one. you for being on our podcast again. It is so great to see you again. Thanks for having me. This is always yeah. so fun. Yes. Yes. And I'm so glad you came back and I'm so glad your books are out and that's exciting and that you're super productive during the pandemic, which is so cool. So guys, check her out everywhere. And also don't forget out there that if you have a small little bookstore near you, they are the right place to go buy books. And if you want a book by somebody and they don't have it, just let them know what the book is and they can get it ordered for you. It is possible and it supports local businesses, which is really super duper awesome. So do that. Okay. This has been Drinking With Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. I have been your host, Erica Lance. My co-host is our wife's our guest is the intrepid mk williams and our sponsor has been skunk brother spirits just read that off the label so i didn't say it wrong again and um you can get a hint their stuff with good one code 10 for 10 percent off and you can see you next time